When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. A search is underway for a donut thief who ran away or drove away from a service station early yesterday morning in a Krispy Kreme van. I just want to be clear, it wasn't me. Now, it wasn't me because this took place in Australia, and I don't live in Australia right now. So the van had about 10,000 donuts in it. (laughs) The driver was inside paying for gas or getting his coffee. It was about 3.30 in the morning, and uh, I was getting ready to do its morning deliveries. And the thief you know, said, hey, uh, it's unlocked and I'm taking it. How many times have you seen vehicles like that, say, at a convenience store, a gas station, and thought, you know, I'm just going to hop in and take off? I mean, that has to be a problem. He's not supposed to leave that thing open. It's 3.30 in the morning. I'm sure he's thinking everything's fine. He probably stops in there every day and everything is fine. So it uh, had a variety of deliveries to be made, including their Christmas-themed classic donuts. <laughs> uh, so, And it's a, a, a female who did it. It's believed that uh, she jumped into the van as the driver was inside the service station and took off. So the police are searching for this woman who is uh, described as being an aboriginal Torres Strait Islander appearance. Boy, that's nothing says Australia like that. And in her early 30s, with long black or brown hair, she was wearing dark clothing and carrying a white handbag. The van, which was uh, not sprinkled with tracking devices, huh? And uh, kind of weird that it wouldn't have uh, tracking devices on it. But as of this story, they have not found the van or the criminal who stole the donuts so good no not good it's bad bad you don't steal donuts but it had to be a difficult choice right i mean she was at the gas station it's 3 30 and there's the white van she may not even have known that the donuts were in it she was just going to take the van and then uh, she got a lucky bonus with ten thousand donuts <laughs> <laughs> so if you see if you're in australia uh outside of sydney this took place in carlingford which is northwest of sydney and you see the white van with uh you know somebody selling uh day-old donuts those are you know get the deal and then you know, don't turn her in. I suppose, yes, you know what? You need to. That's it's the law. You need to turn her in. But go ahead and get the deal on the donuts first. But just to be clear as well, uh, it wasn't me. I know many people reached out to me saying, oh, good job. No, it wasn't me this time. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> Thank you.
You know, speaking of donut trucks being stolen, and I joke around about it because, you know, it's funny and, you know, chewing the fat and people stealing donut trucks, but it's really not that funny. Uh, We have Amazon trucks and FedEx trucks uh, getting robbed all the time, and that's now happening to Krispy Kreme donut trucks. I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, a million dollar idea would be to start uh, your security company and make sure you do ride alongs. I mean, that's these companies have got to do something. They they can't just uh, leave their trucks out there with merchandise uh, open for the criminals to take them. Can they? I mean, we have geofencing going on for other crimes. We have contact tracing going on for, uh, you know, other perceived crimes maybe we use some of that technology to help businesses save their products that are going to customers you know the customers that are the public i know we have uh you know programs from our government uh surveilling our phone records uh we just uh, there's a big story just the other day about uh, how uh, phone records of millions of americans who use at&t phone network are having their phone calls monitored by the surveillance program called data analytical services which has had coordination with federal and local law enforcement agencies man do i feel safer already So the program uses a technique known as chain analysis. This goes uh, after those who have been in direct contact with a criminal suspect and anyone else who had communications with them. Wow, that is, I mean, you want to talk about contact tracing. That's uh, really what chain analysis is. I mean, we have our air marshals flying around following people who were in the Washington, D.C. area uh, around January 6th. That's why uh, the director was calling them January people, not January 6th people, because they're also following people who weren't there on January 6th, but they were there on, say, the 4th, the 5th, or the 7th. Just incredible. So, I mean, we need to rethink everything we're doing. I know. I know. I'll stop because we just need to rethink it. That's all. I'm not saying anything else, but we just need to rethink everything we're doing. And as long as you're rethinking what you're doing, heads up, if you have a Google account that you haven't used, uh, say if you have several Gmail accounts like someone I may know, uh, you may want to log in and use it for a couple of times because uh, Google is uh, saying if you haven't used your account in at least two years uh, they're going to delete the accounts so if you've used a gmail account for a password or to get ads or whatever you've used it for let's say you have multiple gmail accounts (laughs) and uh, you haven't checked them in a while you may want to log back in and check them because they're going to go ahead and get deleted Uh, from google they said hey we want to protect your private information do you and prevent any unauthorized access to your account even if you're no longer using our services so the google accounts include everything from gmail to docs to drive to photos meaning all content sitting across an inactive user's google suite is at risk of erasure there are a few exceptions to the deletion move accounts with youtube channels those with remaining balances on gift cards those used to purchase a digital item like a book or a movie and those that have published apps that are active on a platform like google play store the company won't delete 
those. The decision to delete accounts goes a step further than the older policy, which said uh, you can have your content wiped from services they just stopped using, but they wouldn't delete the accounts. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and just delete those accounts now, get rid of them. Oh, okay. Thank you. Over this past Thanksgiving holiday, uh, my wife had her grandchildren in town, and I found out that uh, the middle grandchild has, uh, well, I didn't find out. I knew that she had uh, eczema really bad. But one of the things that's really helped her and uh, made it so she doesn't have these bad breakouts anymore is Quinn Pittman's goat soap. That's right. QPGoatSoap.com has helped my wife's middle granddaughter uh, deal with the eczema that she has and it keeps her skin from breaking out. Now, will that work for everyone? I don't know, but it sure as heck might. And that's what makes Quinn Pittman's goat soap so good. QPGoatSoap.com is the website you need to go to. It's a fantastic product. Quinn, who is, uh, you know, really now the goat king, uh, has products that uh, you will love. Go to QPGoatSoap.com. They've got new items on sale uh, for Christmas. And, of course, uh, you know, they change up the different flavors for different different flavors. Like you're eating Quinn's goat soap. No. <laughs> uh, different fragrances for Quinn Pittman. Goat soap. Look, if you want to eat Quinn's goat soap, you go ahead. But I'm not telling you to do that. Don't. <laughs> don't do that. But hey, I don't know. Maybe Quinn will be okay with it. I, you know, I really, I don't know that. But he has all kinds of fragrances. Uh, you know, the uh, I don't know if he has any fall fragrances left because we still technically are in fall with the pumpkin spice, and then we have Christmas, of course, the frankincense and myrrh. Uh, coming up and of the florida centric uh, wake up citrus orange blossom honey oatmeal and then the lavender of the love spell so go to qpgoatsoap.com and get the fragrances and the products that you love they have uh laundry soap they have uh the shampoo bars it's awesome stuff uh qpgoatsoap.com good uh good idea for uh gifts and also a good idea to keep your skin Soft, smooth, and luxurious. You know, uh, the regular shampoo products, uh, you know, they get you clean. But then they dry your skin out. And what do you have to do? Well, then you have to go buy that company's products to soften your skin back out again. Huh. It's almost as if that's done on purpose. But when you use soap that's made the right way, you know, with goat's milk, Quinn Pittman's goat milk, you don't have that problem. So go to uh, Quinn Pittman's Goat Soap website, qpgoatsoap.com, and find the products just for you. qpgoatsoap.com. Hey, and you can use the offer code Jeffy and get 10% off the total order. qpgoatsoap.com, offer code Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y. Get that 10% off the total order. qpgoatsoap.com. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So I see where the Sandy Hook families 
who won nearly $1.5 billion in legal judgments against Alex Jones uh, for calling the 2012 Connecticut school shooting a hoax. They've offered to settle that debt now for $85 million over 10 years. Now, the offer was made uh, in the Alex's personal bankruptcy case in Houston last week. In a legal filing, lawyers for the family said they believed the proposal was a viable way to help resolve the bankruptcy reorganization cases for both Jones and his company, Free Speech Systems. So the attorneys continued to accuse InfoWars host of failing to curb his personal spending and extravagant lifestyle, failing to preserve the value of his holdings, and refusing to sell assets and failing to produce certain financial documents. Now, the lawyers offered Jones two options, either liquidate his estate and give the proceeds to creditors or pay them at least $8.5 million a year for 10 years, plus 50% of any income over $9 million per year. Huh. So we'll see if that actually uh, happens in the... Uh, personal case, Jones listed about $13 million in total assets in his most recent financial statements, including about $856,000 in various bank accounts. Under the bankruptcy case, Jones has been receiving a salary of $20,000 every two weeks. Uh, okay. And this month, the court appointed restructuring officer upped Jones' pay to about $57,700 biweekly. Or, I mean, that works out to about, uh, you know, over a million a year. Saying he has been grossly underpaid for how vital he is to the media company. So, I guess that was rejected. The uh, $57,700 every other week was rejected uh, by the bankruptcy judge saying that, uh, no, uh, that's not right. We're not doing that. We'll see if uh, he takes the deal. I don't know. He probably will have to because uh, otherwise he's going to have to sell everything and be done with everything. And uh, he does not want to do that. So good luck to all parties. I was reading some music news and, you know, of course, it's that time of year. So we're talking about uh, Spotify telling uh, listeners, you know, which what they listen to their top artist for the year was. And I know that uh, Taylor Swift uh, is, of course, back. She was Spotify's most played artist in 2023. Uh, really? Yeah. Although uh, Bad Bunny. Uh, held the spot uh, for the last three years. Uh, Taylor said, uh-uh, Bad Bunny, uh, it's me, okay? And they're talking about this new uh, thing that they have for uh, uh, on Spotify called Sound Town, which uh, matches your listening taste to a particular city, that kind of thing. I usually don't use Spotify. I use uh, Amazon Music and YouTube Music, but you know, I know all kinds of people use the Spotify. But in this article about music that i was reading there's a story about andy mooney now he is the ceo of fender but he's also the guy behind the disney princess franchise and behind some of the great ideas for nike and it talks about what he did for nike really an incredible story and what he's hoping to do with fender guitars he talked about what gave him uh the idea 
Nike to have limited edition stuff. He said he was uh, working for Nike and he was successful enough to buy himself a used Porsche 924. He was driving to the office and some guy pulled up alongside of him in a yellow limited edition Wolfsburg Porsche and I had to track down what the hell it was and it was a limited edition version of my car with different upholstery and a $5,000 upcharge and I asked well I wonder if that would work for shoes so I walked down the hallway and told the designer hey go pick the most exotic leathers you can think of and we'll put together a package and we'll make it a limited edition pair and we'll see what happens so the first time they offered it you know 40 million dollars and then that just uh you know now it continues on forever that's just one of the you know great ideas that he came up with now he's talking working for fender and he's talking about some of the studies that they have done for fender well they've got data uh, coming back and you know everybody uh, when he first took over and the company had an opinion about who's buying our products nobody had any dot any data about it so he went and got data and he said five insights emerged shaped almost everything we've done over the last five years 45 percent of the guitars that they sell every year went to first-time player much higher than what he thought 50 percent of those first-time players were women then 90% of the first-time players abandoned the instrument in the first year, and if not, the first 90 days. But the 10% who don't abandon the instrument have a lifetime value of roughly $10,000. And he talked about create. now he's creating these uh, music festivals. Well, not creating, but being a part of them. And because everyone loves live festivals and it's predominantly guitar-based music, so it seems like uh, you know more people are seeing guitar-based music in larger numbers than ever before. So anyway, just a fascinating story on Andy Mooney, who is now running Fender Guitars, and it's just fat. these guys are out there, man. And what seems like a such a such a duh idea now it was a million dollar idea years ago and many millions of dollars idea years ago just a reminder you can follow me on x at jeffy jfr speaking of x uh you see where elon musk was doing an interview at this deal book summit and he was being interviewed it's a new york times kind of thing and he was being interviewed and he started he called out disney's bob Iger. Because he was asked about advertisers fleeing X in the wake of you know recent anti-Semitism scandals and and uh, what he should do, and then he said, you know what, don't advertise. If someone was going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f yourself. <laughs> go f yourself. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Bob, if you're in the audience, and he was referring to Bob Iger at Disney, talking about uh, you know boycotting X. Then I read, I see all these headlines about Disney. Uh, Iger says Disney will focus on entertaining and not messages. Uh huh. Iger says the Marvels had little supervision, and Disney has made too many sequels. Uh, they're facing activist investor pressure, adds to board members. Uh, the terrible year is going to get worse. Uh, so I mean, uh, Disney is uh, really struggling, and now he's going to take on a battle with Elon Musk. Good luck, because Elon is going to tell you, "Hey, go f yourself." Okay, uh, you don't want to advertise with me? Go. F yourself. And we'll see who wins that battle, but I have a feeling that it's going to be Elon. And Elon even said uh, in the full interview, he talked about how uh, if X fails because of 
advertising boycotting, then you know it will fail, and he's willing to let that happen. I don't, I don't think he is, but he's just standing up to you know the big bullies who usually get their way because of money, and Elon doesn't need the big bullies' money because he's his own big bully. So we'll see, we'll see. That's going to be fun. Uh, just remember though, go f yourself. And I know I didn't even use the real word, so it's good for me. Uh, but I will, because that's my favorite word. And again, uh, you know, more people I hear using it more and more. So maybe it'll get freed up and it'll be okay. But the fu bit on chewing the fat is coming very, very soon. So anyway, you can follow me on X at JeffyJFR. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can email the show anytime, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. That's the way that works. Email <laughs> on the internet, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Chewing the Fat at theblaze.com. And you can also order a cameo from me, uh, cameo at JeffyJFR. Uh, just tell me whether you want me to be happy, glad, sad, mad, me, whatever you need uh, and I'll be happy to do it uh, that costs money though that's not free uh, Cameo gets their cut they're kind of like my pimp and uh, then you are the John and you order you know what you want and then I do it that's the way it works that's the way I see the deal I've made with Cameo I don't know that they're happy about the way I see it but that's just the way I see it at Jeffy JFR on Cameo <laughs> Kissinger, Henry Kissinger, died at the age of 100. Yes, he was born in 1923 in Germany. Henry Kissinger. Uh, he was, I don't know, hailed for his statesmanship. Uh, some hated him. Uh, many dis. Uh, disliked him didn't hate him they disliked him he won the nobel peace prize in 1973 for ending the u.s involvement in the vietnam war so congratulations and with sad news i say that henry kissinger dead at the age of 100 i don't know that it was that it doesn't say that it says he died at his home in connecticut so i guess he died of natural causes at 100 years old so rest in peace henry kissinger dead at the age of 100 then we have francis sternhagen who died today francis sternhagen she's one of those actresses that you look at and you go oh yeah her she was in cheers sex in the city the closer i love the closer uh she was 93 years of age now according to her son uh she died from those ever-present natural causes at her home in uh, New Rochelle, New York. So, Francis Sternhagen, uh, dead at the age of 
93. She had a huge, uh, huge body of work uh, as an actress. She was great. She won a couple of Tony Awards. Uh, she was really good. I enjoyed her work very much. I will, I will miss her work, uh, no question. Frances Sternhagen, rest in peace, dead at the age of 93. Then we have a University of Minnesota Duluth football player, Reed Ryan, dead at the age of 22. He's a senior defensive lineman. Uh, I'm pretty sure it couldn't be that. I know they haven't released any details on his death, and he was 22. So it could have been, you know, those ever-present natural causes because it doesn't say that it was that i know what you're thinking and uh you know it doesn't say that in the story it just as a matter of fact the story says uh that the cause of death has not been released so it couldn't be that otherwise they'd tell us right right so did you watch the Christmas, I don't know, Rockefeller Center Christmas celebration that was on television last night? Yeah, me either. But uh, I know it was uh, hosted by uh, Kelly Clarkson and uh, they had all these stars that were going to be there. And they had some protests, of course. Uh, it's in New York and we're going to have protests, the agonizing protest for the Palestinians. It's just, it actually just really is agonizing uh, that these people are too stupid to see but anyway i digress uh, i know Cher was going to be there and i saw an interview where Cher uh talked about being 77 years old and she was pissed uh, she is not happy about being 77 i don't blame her i know she's got the hot new boyfriend that's i don't know 40 years younger than her or however many years younger than her but her believe turns 25 this year and uh, she's talking to uh harry smith about it on uh, on the today show and uh he said that uh well it's hard to believe isn't it and she said it's not it's not that amazing okay it pisses me off <laughs> in fact she said pisses me it pisses the f out of me you can't put that out drawing laughter during the interview yeah everybody laughed ha, 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 ha. Yeah, everything's real funny no she doesn't think it's funny at all uh harry asked so you and age you're not friends no my mother didn't mind but i do i hate it now the mom of Cher, who just died uh, in December of last year at the age of 96, uh, Georgia Holt. Uh, she was, I believe, in our Who Died Today segment uh, back in December. Uh, she was 96. So when Harry said, well, you know, I know I struggled turning 70, <laughs> Cher was like, yeah, I'd give anything to be 70 again. <laughs> age is all relative man no kidding now she's got her new album out which she's hawking she's out there hawking the 25th anniversary edition of believe and uh you know what a huge song it was i think she has a christmas album out now so she's still you know working and making money and she's got to pay for that new boyfriend somehow that new boyfriend's got to be able to be taken care of so we got to keep cranking out some uh, some material i don't know how it went i'm sure i'll go back and see some clips from the uh 
from the uh, Christmas in Rockefeller Center because it was on Peacock. So there'll be clips of it everywhere. And I don't know that I care that much, but I'll try. I'll go back and see what it was like. Because Cher, man, you were talking about someone who has battled with three cuts to clown face. <laughs> that is her. And she's starting to lose the battle with three cuts to clown face. Another person that's starting to lose the battle with three cuts to clown face is Joan Collins. <laughs> Joan Collins. Now, really, who knew she was still alive? Well, uh, you know, I did. I knew she was still alive because she hasn't been in our Who Died Today segment. Joan, who is 90 years old now, of course, she's writing, she's out hawking her new memoir. That's why we get to hear from her. But at 90, uh, she is still happy with her husband that she married in 2002. There is a 32-year age gap with her fifth husband, uh, Percy Gibson. So she's still happy as a little clam. She said that, hey, it's just a number. Uh, on that 32-year age uh, gap. Uh, now in her uh, Behind the Shoulder Pads, Tales I Tell My Friends, uh, in her new memoir, uh, she said, uh, it's never too late to find the love at any stage in your life. Uh, that's how we both feel. Uh, we're friends above anything else. And uh, she said, as a child, I was, my mother always said I was, Doing five different things at once. I'd be doing crossword puzzle, making dollhouse and reading painting, trying to become a detective all at once. Life is a gift. That's why they call it the present. It's a gift. Er, thank you. So uh, we have to read this. She talks about how uh, she and Warren Beatty were together back in 1959. And then they were engaged in 1960. And then they split up. And she said, breakups happen. Ah, it could happen based on different things. We were both too young, too selfish, too ambitious. It just wasn't right. I've had a lot of relationships. I've had a lot of marriages. They don't last. <laughs> yeah, I know how it is, Joan. Uh, man, oh man, oh man. A lot of marriages, uh, a lot of relationships. Uh, they just don't last. Luckily, you get older, and I met the man who's the right person for me for the rest of my life. We've been together ever since, and we're very, very happily married. Breakups happen, though. It can happen just based on different things. What are you going to do? So she said that she was only 23, struggling wannabe actor, potentially great career as a sex symbol ahead of him. Uh, Warren Beatty, she's talking about. And that uh, she, was preg she got pregnant uh, from Warren. Um, now, she's had a couple of kids uh, from her second husband, Anthony Newley. Love Anthony Newley. Uh, and another child with her third husband, Ron Cass, who, again, love Ron Cass. She said, motherhood has been wonderful, very close to my children. We talk all the time. I wouldn't have it any other way. But when she got pregnant from Warren, Warren said, yeah, you're going to have to get an abortion. Okay. Uh, we're, that can't happen. Okay, we've got Hollywood careers. I know we're engaged, but uh, I'm not a fan of shotgun weddings. That's what Joan said. Uh, you know, Warren didn't say that. Warren just said, "Yeah, uh, we got careers, and you need to get an abortion." And <laughs> so uh, we got things to take care of. Okay, and we we're too young, we we're too selfish, too ambitious. So she said she had the abortion. And there are no hard feelings. Uh, Warren's 86 now. And uh, she said, I wasn't ready for motherhood either. 
So she didn't uh, think anything bad of it at all. So Joan Collins, still alive at the age of 90 with her husband. Uh, you know, what is a 32-year age gap? But they've been together for quite a while now, for 20 years. So Cher, uh, her age gap for her lover is 40 years. Oh, and there's new talk now that uh, the family's a little wound up because Cher's looking to cut him in to the share of the Cher fortune. And uh, the family is like, no. <laughs> we want our cut too mom share your worth i don't know what is share worth 400 million dollars maybe more and uh she's gonna give some of it to the new boyfriend all right go ahead you kids but the kids want it all they're a little pissed so good luck have fun god bless and look it's just it's just life it's just a number that's the way it goes right i mean when you're young ambitious and you're selfish look you don't care about anyone else and breakups happen so just get over it right right What is happening in Michigan? I see the great state of Michigan right here is, uh, is it looks just like this. This is lower Michigan. Then you have upper peninsula up here. So in the lower peninsula, uh, there is a Christian school who the state of Michigan is trying to force and hire anti-Christian teachers. But the school is saying, uh, how about no sacred heart academy uh is a religious school i mean it was founded uh by polish immigrants more than a century ago and it's uh the parish run academy uh the sacred heart of jesus parish uh supports uh, providing children with a classical catholic education and serves nearly 400 children from pre-k to 12th grade the parents also joined the lawsuit, all have children attending Sacred Heart Academy. The end result of the laws, like they're doing in Michigan, uh, is clear. The religious organizations will be forced to choose between their religious mission and continuing to operate. So now it's all going between the court. Why would someone anti-Christian want to work at a Catholic school? It's just incredible that this that we have to fight this. Go work someplace else. What is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what should be that's what it should be so we shouldn't be bogging down the courts with any of this it should be you know go get a job somewhere else you know at a public school where you can spew your hatred okay do that do it there then i see in uh holton township which is a township in muskegon county which is right here uh in michigan if you're holding my hand it's right there uh they are now uh, creating uh militia groups to uh declare themselves a second amendment sanctuary <laughs> so governor whitmer and her uh and her gun control laws are making people in michigan a little unhappy and they should have been michigan come on what are we doing well i mean everyone had guns in michigan when i was growing up it was almost like texas it felt like but i guess not anymore so according to this article though which is i found pretty surprising 50 of michigan's 83 counties have adopted resolutions declaring themselves second amendment sanctuaries or at the very least reaffirming their support for gun rights 
and uh, so then inside of those counties uh, townships uh, have uh, declared uh, their uh, second amendment sanctuaries along with one city and it doesn't say what city sure it's probably up in the thumb or uh, over there in, uh, you know on the uh, west coast uh, over there by Muskegon according uh, to all legal residents with primary residency within the township who are 18 or older capable of passing a federal firearms background check and desire to do so can become a member of the Holton Township Militia simply by indicating their intent on open media or to friends and or family or by letter so what is happening in Michigan? I mean, the country is uh, divided and now states are more divided than ever. How did Whitmer become governor again? I don't know. Some would say that uh, the fix was in. Not me, though. Not me. I love the story out of New York where we have a, a mobster, an 86-year-old mobster. I'm sorry, an alleged capo in the Genovese crime family, Anthony Ramallo, 86. He uh, is on trial now for two counts of extortion after allegedly being enlisted by a Queen's bookie uh, to collect $86,000 gambling debt owned by these this restaurateur and his brothers uh bruno selamage uh and so he went there and then was collecting a gambling debt according to the courts now he says no i wasn't collecting a gambling debt uh i'm the victim uh he called me a washed up italian with no balls and so i punched him in the face <laughs> now uh, you know okay so sure i believe him uh make your case but he is a uh you know an alleged former capo from the genovese crime family so it's going to be difficult to believe maybe not maybe they use that in their favor maybe they say yeah he used to be in the genovese crime family he's not anymore and the guy called him a washed up italian with no balls he got him punched in the face uh, it's not our fault that he owed some guy $86,000 in gambling debts. Sorry. Okay. Sorry about it. Now, the restaurateur, uh, Selimajaja, uh, S-E-L-I-M-A-J, described how uh, Ramanello paid him a visit at his since-shuttered steakhouse and flew into a rage when he told him look i'm only gonna i can only pay part of the debt uh i can play for my nephew but i'm not paying for uh my nephew's brother-in-law's money and uh Ramonel said uh, i'd like to punch you i said you have no guts to punch me <laughs> a few seconds later he punched me so this 86 year old guy i want to punch you so bad you have no guts to punch me okay i'll punch you how are we in court with this this is awesome i love it <laughs> i don't know why we're still in court now he uh filed a police report but then retracted it within 24 hours because apparently he was told uh, it'd be a bad idea if you uh, go through with this complaint <laughs> yeah you think and so now they have this misunderstanding now during cross-examination uh they were read a transcript of a voicemail that uh Selimajal, uh left for ramanello after getting hit which he taunted and swore at the monster why don't you come suck my umf effort? 
<laughs> and on the stand, he said, I don't remember leaving that message. Yeah, I don't remember that. Oh, okay. So uh, that's awesome. I, I really, I don't know why we're going through a trial with this. It sounds silly. Uh, so we'll see what happens. It sounds like he's probably going to get off. Uh, my man, the 86-year-old. I mean, he was being confronted by this guy, although they'll you know, say that he was out collecting money that he shouldn't have been collecting, uh, you know, for the mob. But it's just it's a gambling debt. Pay your debts. Pay your debts and don't complain about it, okay? Otherwise, I'm going to punch you in the face. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.